Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. I might actually try to latch on to something that's already pretty popular. And let me say, you, know, you want to do this without violating patents or trademarks and things like that. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was just not too long ago having a curl off, <laughs> a macho competition between myself and my bigger friend. Thought I could take him. We were using 30 pound dumbbells and I topped out at 35 reps. He did 61. I lost. But guess what, guys? While doing those curls, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today is Q&A Thursday, and as always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, the guy that makes it all happen in the Q&As, Guillermo Puyol! Hello, Guy. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Manny. What's up, man? I don't know. We're both happy. I guess it's because it's Thursday. It's just one day away from... I don't know, Friday, having some wine, relaxing. What do you think? Yep, it's been a long week, ready for for the weekend, ready to give some value in this podcast. So let's get going, man. All right. Yeah, a lot of people got uh, Monday off and uh, even some people got Friday off last week, but um, we have some big projects going and we, we still put in some hours. So this is Thursday Q&A. As always, guys, we have two questions for, or two questions from our audience. And then we have two questions for Guy. These are questions that you guys send in. And uh, I ask Guy, usually I just pick the questions, but you guys are starting to send in questions. So if you'd like to send in your own question for me to ask Guy, head over to ampmpodcast.com and use the voicemail system there and leave your message for Guy. Say, you know what? This is a question for Guy on a Thursday Q&A. What do you think, Guy? Yeah, that would be fun. You're in trouble now. Yeah. All right, Guy. Before we get into the first real Q&A question, I do have a question for you. Shoot. All right, let's just say your wife comes home and she's super excited. She just found this special meat, this deli meat, you know, for a sandwich, something that she really loves. And she's got just enough for two sandwiches, yours and hers. Kids are gone, right? So Mm -hmm. she loves how you make sandwiches. You're in there in the kitchen preparing it for 15 minutes. She's in the living room waiting for you. And just as you're finishing it up, both of the sandwiches fall on the floor. Okay. But they're intact. They're intact. They're just kind of, they slid over a little bit. You know, they didn't touch the floor too much. A little bit. You have to wipe up some mayonnaise off the floor. What do you do? Do you still serve them or do you tell your wife? Five second rule. Are you serious? (laughs) Uh, Remember that time I stayed in your house and you asked me to make a sandwich? Oh, come on. <laughs> For real? I, you don't usually lie, so I got to kind of believe this. No, man, I'm playing. So what would you do? I think you were being serious, huh? Five-second rule. 
Dude, I would. She's so eagerly awaiting for, I mean, she just went to the store specifically so she could have a romantic sandwich afternoon. Knowing my wifey, I would be better off just fessing up and letting her know your sandwich fell because she's, if you are a germaphobe, she is like 10 times the germaphobe that you are. But if she doesn't know, Guy, she's going to say, oh my God, honey, it's the best sandwich ever. I'm so happy you made it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's the question. You know what? <laughs> you're, you're a good guy. All right. Guy, hit me with the first real Q&A question. The first one comes from Billy Fan, and it was sent to us via the, the website at ampmpodcast.com. And it says, hi, Manny, love your podcast. You suggested to get ready for Q4 with a toy product in mind. Any suggestions on how to go about this? Is there anything different besides making sure it follows the normal guidelines? Also, the toy you released during Q4, is it still selling year-round? Mm, okay. Good questions. Yeah. So, my yes, my toy product sells year-round, but during the Christmas season, okay, starting especially uh, the beginning of December, it goes haywire. It goes nuts. And I think most toy products probably do, but the sales volume are, you know, probably 10 times the volume that I would have on a daily basis now. I'd have to go back and look exactly. If you guys are first-time listeners... December of 2015 was my first full month actually doing Amazon FBA private label. So I don't have any data before December to look at. So I'll know at the, you know, later on this year, I'll have some more data. But yeah, it's definitely seasonal, but I still make sales. I do pretty well with it uh, during the month. Now, I would still probably look into the standard things that I look for in in a product, right? You know, I, I look for to make sure that there's enough sales for what I want. I might actually try to latch on to something that's already pretty popular. And let me say, you know, you want to do this without violating patents or trademarks and things like that. But if you can leverage something, you know, like let's say, you know, people are really into, I don't know, let's say Frisbees or something like that. And you have a product that enhances that, right? I don't know, maybe you have goalposts or something like that, that you're selling for Frisbee players. Then you can leverage that huge market, right? So, um, Think of it that way, maybe, versus trying to come up with a brand new toy that nobody's ever heard of and then nobody's actually searching for. That could make it a little bit more difficult for you. Yeah. What do you think, Guy? Did I answer all the questions? He had multiple questions, but I think that's that's what I would do if I'm going to. And I, I probably will do that again just before Christmas. I'll try to get one or two more toy product lines in. Yeah, I think I think he covered everything he asked. Basically, I know you started after this happened, but it, the, the rush is going to be from a little bit before Black Friday to around uh, December 22nd or so. Yeah. December 23rd. So it, it's short, but it can be fun. Yeah. I've heard that uh, most sellers uh, just during the last two months of the year can generate more than half of their entire yearly sales. So it's time to uh, stock up, make sure you have a lot of a uh, lot of inventory. Yeah. Okay. Question number two, by the way, uh, thank you, Billy. It was Billy, right? Yes, the Billy, All right. Billy fan. All right, perfect. Thank you, Billy. Question number two, Guy. This is a question for you. This is a very simple one, okay? If you got a gift and they replaced all of your silverware, okay? And everything in your house now in terms of silverware was now made of gold, okay? And you were going to keep it. Mm-hmm. Would you still keep calling it silverware? <laughs> yeah. You would? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to be like, baby, can you please wash the goldware? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't? If the kids say, Papa, 
You know, do you want me to put the silverware on? The, you don't want to say, hey, hey, no, it's the goldware. I mean, if it's the kids, yeah, I have to correct them. It's the goldware. All right. It's but you and your baby, you and your wife, it's, <laughs> no, it's still silverware. All right. Yeah. Okay, Guy, question number two for the audience or from the audience. Yep. Uh, this one is actually not a question. It's a command. <laughs> what? Yep. What do you mean a command? What are they commanding? <laughs> it's... This came from the Amazon FBA High Rollers group. And hey, that's our Facebook group. Uh-huh. By Christine Payne Beach. And she says... Hey, relax. <laughs> beach. Oh, beach. <laughs> and it says, tell me how you pick a product! Exclamation <laughs> point. Tell me? Tell me how you pick a product. Okay. Yep. What else? Oh, is that uh, it? That's it. Oh. Actually, to be fair. Yes. She has been a loyal follower. She's always showing up on Periscope. And I've seen her ask this question repeatedly. And she's always polite. So maybe now she's getting to the point where she's really desperate. So jokes aside, we appreciate you being loyal, Kristen. I'm glad that now you get to get your question answered. Yes. Thank you, Kristen. Now, I don't even know where to start with this. So I guess I'm not quite sure of what the question is, Guy, because if it's if it's the whole process of how we pick a product and go through the, you know, the nine yards, everything that we do, you know, we covered that in the first, what was it? The first 10 episodes of, of our podcast and we cover things in detail. Um, if it's just specifically looking at a product, like I want to find a product that has, you know, a specific amount of sales and, you know, a certain number of reviews and whatever, that kind of stuff, then that's a little bit easier. So I'm going to try to answer that since this is a Q&A and it's, faster. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. All right. So first of all, we have a lot of internal tools. Okay. So we have some of our own research tools, things that people don't have access to. So if you're going to be using tools that can go out and do things, you probably want to use what's popular and what's been out there uh, doing really well for most people. And I would say Jungle Scout is a tool that is uh, really good for product research. Right, Guy, would you say that's probably one of the top ones? Yeah. Yeah. Jungle Scout is really good. Yeah. And by the way, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. So if you want to click on that, we actually give you guys, we give the listeners of the AMPM podcast a special little, little discount, little bonus. Go check it out. It'll be listed on there. Go to ampmpodcast.com forward slash Jungle Scout or for short, ampmpodcast.com forward slash JS and you'll Perfect. get that discount. All right, cool. So Jungle Scout. Um, is a tool that will help you determine which products are selling, how much they're selling. It uses the same technology, essentially, that I would say the majority of the tools out there that do this do. just does it very cleanly, and I think it's been around for a while, so it has a lot of data. But it'll show you how what their monthly sales are based on BSR, based on some daily and weekly checking. And from that, you can determine if it's a market you want to get into. Now, you're going to have to look at, I mean, I can't answer everything in a Q&A question about how to specifically go through and select a product. There's people that have done entire like webinars and stuff, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half on how to select a product. Greg Mercer, in fact, from Jungle Scout did one of these things where he selected, he showed how he went through and found a product which ended up being his marshmallow sticks. So that was actually a series of videos, if I remember correctly. So yeah, use a tool like that. Look at, uh, as Greg would say, look at depth of market, right? You want to see that it's not, that all the sales are not coming from one particular seller. I still think that's important. I've, I've flip-flopped and changed on a lot of what I used to say in the beginning uh, when I was teaching things, but I still think that if you're going into a market and there's 
20 sellers and only one of them is generating the majority of, of the sales, then it's probably something you really need to look into. Why is this company getting all the sales, right? There's something going on there. Maybe they, they're just super brand centric and everybody wants that brand and they don't want anything else. But if you've got 10 different sellers and they're all pretty much even in terms of sales and everything looks good, then you can jump into it. Or you could do like I've preached you know, often try to find that super niche product. You know, don't be so broad, really narrow it down and go after something that that's very focused. For example, salt shakers. And, and I responded to this online, but salt shakers is very broad, right, Guy? Yeah. But cat salt shakers or unicorn salt shakers, that would be very specific. Somebody that's actually looking for a unicorn salt shaker, right? Salt and pepper that comes out of a, a unicorn. If you're the only one on there selling that, or you're just one of three or four people that are selling this, you can basically dominate that whole niche. You just have to come out with a better product and then have a price point that is appropriate for the perceived value of your product. Because you might find that the other ones are just garbage. So I would focus, uh, I, I would be very focused on, on a new product that I get into in most cases. Yeah, I think it's important to niche it down so you're not competing with a massive market. I think some people make the mistake of going after a sliver of a huge pie. And it's really, really difficult because that becomes a race to the bottom. And you are competing typically with people with deep pockets that can put a lot of money to PPC. So especially if you're starting out, you might be better off just taking, making your goal to get a big chunk of a tiny little pie. Yeah, I agree. You get into something uh, where people have been, they're established for a while, like somebody getting into my product niche, right? They're going to be dealing with me, one of several companies, and I'm one of the smaller companies, okay? And we're spending six figures a month on actually sourcing product already since I've started. I think the numbers were just over 200,000 on this one particular product. So granted, we are doing six figures per month in revenue, but you know, if you're coming in and you've got a $10,000 budget and you want to start competing, it becomes difficult versus if you're getting into a as Guy just mentioned, super focused group or niche where maybe there's only a few competitors and you can get into it with a smaller budget. That's right. All right, cool. Hopefully that answers your question, Kristen, and you can always follow up. You can continue to ask other questions in the group or send a uh, recorded question in by going to ampmpodcast.com and clicking on the link on the right where it says, ask Manny a question. Yep. Or you can go directly to Facebook and do a search for, what is it, Guy? Amazon FBA High Rollers. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.